What's up, y'all? This is another episode of D-Lo Speaks. This is episode 20. Can y'all believe that y'all was really sitting here listening to me for 20 episodes? 20 episodes? I want to thank y'all for supporting me through this movement. Constantly sharing, liking, retweeting, whatever you have to do to support me. I want to thank y'all for doing that. And I want to tell y'all that y'all should stay here with me because... It's going to get even more exciting and interesting as we keep going along the way. And I'm not stopping because I really love doing this podcast. So without further ado, I want to thank y'all for tuning in. What's up, y'all? Y'all thought I wasn't coming back. Y'all know I had to come back and do another episode. Now, over the course of the weekend, you know, not much really happened. But today, oh my God, today. So first, I want to speak on the fact that we have a list that came out. And this list that came out, basically, somebody did another top 50 list. But this top 50 list includes rappers from Atlanta. Now, Genius shared the tweet. And when I saw it, I was like, you got to be kidding me. First of all, number one thing that I spot. They got Offset at number 11. That's a big no. Out of all of these rappers out of Atlanta, there's no way that Offset should be number 11. Then I happened to look down some more, and I noticed that Quavo made the list. Quavo does not rap. This nigga ad-libs. He ad-libs the whole time. He talks a verse. He don't rap about nothing. Why is he on this list? Then I noticed that Flocka is on this list. He's number 26. Now, no disrespect to Flocka, but my nigga, you definitely should be not be number 26. Pastor Troy rap better than Flocka. Pastor Troy should have at least been 20, if not that, a little higher. They got takeoff at number 17. He rap better than Offset. He should have been higher. Then they got big boy at number eight now this is the problem that i have you got andre 3000 is number one big boy was a part of outcast they both were impactful on hip-hop they influenced a lot why is he number eight but andre number one and tip number two tip need to come down They need to put Big Boy at number two. 
And then I saw a lot of people questioning, why is CeeLo Green on the list? I don't understand why CeeLo Green on the list. What you mean? CeeLo Green was a part of Goody Mob. This nigga used to rap. Now, I might still be young, but I'm old enough to know who Goody Mob is. I'm old enough to know that CeeLo Green used to rap. Then somebody in the in the thread is like, CeeLo Green, y'all can't even drop one lyric from him. What? Everybody know the song, Come and get your soul food. Well, well, good old-fashioned soul food. All right. Like, everybody know that song. Come on. That's one of Goody Mouth's best songs. It's popular. And everybody be ready to hear CeeLo Green say, A heap of hep and a fried chicken, macaroni and cheese, and collard greens too big for my jeans. Come on. Everybody love that part. And everybody know, Who's that creeping in my window? Surprise. Nobody knows. Come on. Y'all know... And y'all got the nerve to say CeeLo Green shouldn't be on this list. He used to rap. I don't get it. I don't get these young bucks. I'm young myself, but y'all still some young bucks. Because y'all really be playing in these artists' face. Like, they don't deserve to be on this list. Then somebody was like, why Russ on the list? I mean, I get it. I see why y'all questioning that. At the same time, I feel as though he should be on some type list. I mean, he's like one of the most hated. But at the at the end of the day, this man still spits. He still rap about real stuff. And you wouldn't know unless you just go listen. But a lot of people don't go and listen because they feel some type of way toward him. And I don't I really don't understand why. But, aside from all of that, that list was trash. Because when I saw that Quavo made the list, I was done. Like, I get the fact that Migos was a, is a group. But, at the same time, Quavo, he, he don't rap. This man don't rap. So, yeah, that list was a big no for me. Now, let's move along. So, T.I., I didn't even know that this was going on. One of my mutuals was like, what did T.I. do? You know, we trying to figure out what happened. So, there was a video on his Expeditiously podcast. They came up with their top 50. Now, this top 50 list has been floating around for a while now. And I said that I was going to do one, but I saw that it was very stressful. I didn't make it past number 10. And I can't even find the paper that I was writing on. It's, it's just too much. Because it's a lot that you have to think about. And it's a lot that you need to go in depth about. People don't understand that. They just 
oh, well, let me make my top 50 list this easy. They just start throwing rappers out there, throwing different artists out there, and not thinking about it. So, as I'm trying to figure out what's going on, I run across the video. And basically, the video that they shared, they didn't share anything but the video. And the video basically highlighted the question of Little Kim and Nikki being on this list. So, T.I. was basically like, we they both can't be on the list, one or the other. Now, let's just stop there for a minute. Why is it that they both can't be on the list? And explain to me how is it that you you stop the person that was talking, which was a female, you stopped her from talking about um, records being sold, how many records being sold, and all this different stuff. You didn't stop them when they were speaking on that when it came to the men. You didn't say, oh, well, if Big Boy going to be on this list, Andre 3000 got to be on this list. You didn't say, well, that's what it is. But you didn't say that it's either one or the other because they're a group. So why are you doing that to Nikki and Kim? Because at the end of the day, Andre 3000 and Big Boy is still... Two separate people. They just was in the same group. How come you didn't give them that same limitation? Now, at the start of this podcast, because when I saw the video, I was like, okay, well, scratch that. When I saw his list, I didn't know that he made a podcast. I didn't know that he, you know, verbally talked about this. So, my response to the list was like, oh, this list, you know, it doesn't look that bad. This might be a good list, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, then I ran across the video like a couple of minutes later. And I was like, wait, I got to recant my statement because this right here don't make any sense. So, Recanted my statement. I said, let me listen to the whole podcast. Let me see how it goes. Because sometimes when you take a clip out of a video and you don't watch the whole thing, you won't know exactly what was said. I went and listened to the podcast. Now, T.I. basically said when they first started this this episode, they were making their top 50. And the question was asked, what are we basing this off? All right. T.I. basically said total impact. Shaping and molding the culture. Record sales. Fashion. Passion. Longevity. Remember that. Total impact. Shaping and molding the culture. Record sales, fashion, passion, longevity. So, you know, they was going through their list or whatever. And they had Pac as number one. Okay, cool. They had Jay-Z for number two. 
All right, cool. They had Biggie for number three. All right, cool. Now, arguably, I think that, well, for me, I would have put Biggie as number one. And that's because Biggie is like one of my favorite rappers. So he would have been at number one. Then I probably would have put Pac as number two. But hey, that's just me. So for them, they put Jay-Z as number two because they feel as though he's like the best rapper alive in the sense of after Biggie dying, he, you know, pretty much took the torch and kept going. Cool. So as we keep going down this list, you know, they added people like Kanye and different ones. So they mentioned Wayne. Brought Lil Wayne. I think he was at number eight. Or they said that he was going to be on number eight. They might have changed him. I can't remember. But they said that he was going to be on number eight. The minute they said Wayne's name, they said that, oh, Wayne had a lot of impact on the culture. He was the first person to start niggas to tattoo and stuff on their face. And T.I. was like, we got a lot of little Waynes um, walking around. It's a lot of little Waynes walking around. Okay. Keep that in mind. He said there's a lot of little Waynes walking around. All right, bet. So then they keep going down this list. Because, see, they they already made it final that Wayne was going to make this list. So... I can't remember what number Andre 3000 was, but he was on this list too. These people are going to say for them to switch Andre 3000 and bring him down on the list closer to like, I think he was, they wanted him to be number 13 and they was going to put Drake above him because they felt as though Drake had, I guess, more impact. He shaped and molded the culture more. He had more record sales, more fashion statements. He was more passionate and had more longevity. I have to arguably disagree. Outkast made the biggest statement they could for hip hop, mainly for niggas from the South. People who were from the South that wanted to rap, Outkast made that that whole statement. It was a part a point in time where everybody was like, "Whoa!" Like these two really got something. They like they got stuff on their chest that they want to get off. So how could y'all move Drake? Well, want to move Drake higher up on the list and bring Andre um, further down? Do y'all not remember that Andre 3000 watched everybody verse that was on that Deuces remix? Like, are you like, are you crazy? Andre 3000 can get on any record and everybody will be happy at the fact that this man came out of hiding wherever he is, applied pen to paper, got in the booth and rapped. That's what you call impact. Drake, 
I like Drake and all, but nah, nigga, you you need to stay exactly wherever they place you and not above Andre. Now, moving along, on the Wayne tip or whatever. Yeah, Wayne changed the culture. He had a big influence on a lot of people, and a lot of people started following ways that he did. All the way from the tight pants, tattoos, even sounding like him on records, everything. So, fast forwarding to Kim and Nikki, how is it that y'all believe only one female can make the list? Not two, but one. Y'all feel as though Kim is the only one that could make this list because she had total impact. She shaped and molded the culture. She had bigger record sales. She had fashion. She was passionate. And she has longevity. Now, let's just be realistic here. Kim was molded by Biggie. That's a fact. She was molded by Biggie to be a male's fantasy. Notice how raunchy the lyrics and her image was when she first came out. She was molded to be a male's fantasy. If you watch the Notorious movie, you will see how in the movie, Biggie wanted Kim to be freaky, nasty. That's what she did. Why? Because that was a male's fantasy. That's a fact. As time went on, and let's not forget, Kim was not the only one pushing the image in her era. As time went on, Kim ended up merging fashion, well, hip-hop and fashion. They took hip-hop artists to be the ones that they dress up in these expensive clothing. Okay, cool. Impactful. We're not going to take that away from you. You had some... um some bars that was here and there that was like, you know, oh shoot, we see you Kim, I bet. At the end of the day, your fashion statement does not equate to music. So you cannot have your music to be based off of what you did for fashion. That's not what you call impact. That's what you called a forced legacy combined to be noticed as an impactful career. Put it that way. Now, for the ones that may not understand when I said that, you cannot base a wig color and a piece of clothing to equate to a bar that came from Kim and say that was impactful. Just because you was the first person to wear a label doesn't mean that you was out here killing the mic better than the next person standing next to you during the 90s era. You had Foxy Brown, who was out here doing this. She was in the same run as you. And in my opinion, doing it better. But people like to erase that erase the fact that Foxy was really out here killing it because they like to throw out this whole false impression about her saying that she was hard to work with. 
she was problematic and all this other bull crap. That's stupid. Let it go. Kim had a problem with every female that came out because she felt like she was entitled to address them in a way that had nothing to do with her. You felt like you was insecure about something. You had an issue with everybody. You dissed everybody. And um, I was convinced that the problem was you. But aside from all of that, like I said, there were other females in the running right along with Kim. Missy had a bigger impact than Kim. Yet, did Missy get the credit? She just recently got the credit. It's 20 years later. And y'all decide to give her credit now? Come on. That's bullcrap. Missy's impact was way better than Kim's. And that's just the bottom line. Foxy, to me, was better than Kim. And her impact was big as well. Her image was pushed. And everybody liked Foxy when it came to lyrics. And her looks. Because it's like, dang, who this chocolate girl making the scene? You know. But Kim didn't like that. Because she felt like, oh, I'm the first female to ever do it. Stop. Because you can be the first to do something. And somebody can come right behind you and do better. And that's what Foxy did. But the industry, and so did the people, erased her, they tried to erase her legacy, but there's people out here who's still going to push Foxy legacy, because Kim was not the only one. Now, Nikki came along, and I'm tired of people using this whole, oh, she came around when the era when female rap was dying, okay, and she revived it. Impactful. Let's start there. Two, why was female rap dying when Kim was still in the game? Why she couldn't keep it alive? Was it because the impact of the wigs and the fashion um, designs, um, designer clothes that she was wearing, they couldn't keep the female rap population up? They couldn't keep that category alive? The yellow wig she been wearing, it couldn't keep that category alive. I mean, help me out. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Because you had Missy dropping songs. You had Kim dropping songs. You had Trina dropping songs. You had Eve dropping songs. You had different females dropping songs around that era before Nicki hit the scene. And they didn't respect females enough. They didn't pay them that much of attention. So, the female rap started to die. Nikki saw an opportunity to make her big break. If an artist see that they can make a big break during a time where they felt the industry wasn't respecting women enough, or men, whichever the case, whatever was happening in that moment. But in this case, we're talking women. So Nikki saw that moment. She grind. She spit lyrics. She did all of this. 
got herself known on the scene. The minute she got on the scene, they compared her to Kim. You had other females out there, but they compared her to Kim because the industry done pushed her to think she's the only one. When she had other female rappers ahead of her, right alongside with her, they made her feel like she was the only one. They sat there and said that Nikki stole stuff from Kim. She stole looks. She stole lyrics. She stole flows. She stole animation faces. All of this stupid stuff. How Nikki stole looks. Fashion looks now. But when other female artists do it, it's homage. I need somebody to explain that. Tweet me, DM me, respond to this podcast, whatever you got to do. But I need somebody to explain to me how is it that when Nikki did it, it wasn't homage, it was stealing. But when you got other females doing it now, it's homage. I just need to know. Help me help me understand. They said that she was out here stealing lyrics. Nikki didn't steal no lyrics. Do you not know that artists use the same lyric as another artist as a form of, um, I'm going to say homage, but I don't think that's the right word. And I saw the word the other day and I cannot remember what the word is, but like how Biggie could say something in a song. Jay-Z can turn right around and say the exact same thing, but then he switches it up. That's basically what Nicki did. That's not stealing. But y'all swore that was stealing. And because Kim said it, y'all followed it. But okay. Anyway, my point is, all of this happened during the time Nicki came out. Nicki wasn't out here trying to make a certain look for people to get um for her to get attention. She wasn't doing none of that. Nikki was actually spitting bars. Her bars is what won people over. Yeah, they saw that that pose that Little Kim did for the um her album cover. Nikki came and did that same pose. That got people talking. It was like, oh who that you know that 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 girl right there she doing that same pose like Little Kim. Okay. Cool. Fendi wanted that. Nikki didn't want to do that. You know what? Well, she didn't want to do that. That male fantasy thing. But she did pay homage. She said that was homage. It was homage. She copied the look. If somebody was to do that now, and let's just be more specific. If Cardi was to squat right now and do that same squat that Little Kim did, everybody would have been like, oh, she paying homage. But we ain't even about to get into that. Now, Nikki paid her homage. Fendi wanted her to be a male fantasy, and Nikki was like, nah. Nikki started spitting lyrics. People was listening to the lyrics, and they was like, yo, she's really dope. Nikki came out swinging with the Pink Friday. People listened to the lyrics, and they were in tune. Then, what y'all need to understand is that when these artists make music, they have to make music, they have to make themselves a brand, they have to think business. That's what Nicki did. She made herself a brand, she spit lyrics, she did all of that. The brand came later. Her image came later. 
it was about the music first. The music came. People fell in love with her lyrics. Then they look at her image. She did the Barbie image, and it was not the same Barbie image that Kim was trying to do. Y'all can go back and Google that. Kim wasn't out here wearing these wild outfits with teddy bears and, and all of this stuff on it. She wasn't doing none of that. The wig color's okay, cool. It's just a wig color. Nobody cares about a color. And everybody pretty much have the same stylist or designer when it comes to this industry stuff. So, of course, sometimes stuff is going to look similar. Sometimes stuff is going to be similar. But what y'all Kim fans need to understand is that Nicki fans never denied that Kim was an influence to Nicki. Nicki never denied that. But y'all keep feeling as though it's being denied because y'all just so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Y'all believe that the world evolves around Kim and everybody's supposed to kiss her feet. Nobody is kissing her feet, neither y'all feet. So at the end of the day, Nikki paid arm and she did what she had to do and she kept it moving. Now let's fast forward. Y'all gave Wayne all of these things and said what all he influenced. Nikki influenced a lot of people. What new girls out here that's rapping now out here looking like Lil' Kim? Quick, I need somebody to let me know. What new girls out here trying to look like Kim? I need to know. None of them. Why? Because they too busy trying to look like Nicki. All these labels out here want them a Nicki Minaj. Everybody want them a Nicki Minaj. Everybody want them somebody who can look like Nicki Minaj. They trying to make them sell like Nicki Minaj. They trying to make them sound like Nicki Minaj. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Why do y'all do this? I don't get it. Nicki got the long hair. Next thing you know, everybody getting inches. Everybody hair touching the heels on their shoe. Nicki wear everything that Nicki wore. Here come Lil Carisha in Nicki closet. I don't see Lil Kim wearing that. And I don't see you trying to look like Lil Kim. You got Cardi out here looking like she headbutt Nikki and took her face in these videos and stuff. But y'all swear people out here looking like Little Kim. What do you call that? I call that impactful. Nikki is a big impact. Young Money made the biggest impact. When are y'all going to get that three y'all head? Nikki done warned y'all on Barbie Tames what it was and y'all still ain't listening yet y'all put wayne on this list but did a all in favor of kim being on the list raise your hand are you serious yet only two people out of the maybe four or five people who raised their little musty arms been the ones that was like why both of them can't be on the list or the girl that was sitting at the table with them she was like well, Nikki sold such and such or X amount of records. And T.I. was like, well, we ain't talking about sales. Uh-uh-uh-uh. Hold up. Hold up. What did I say at the beginning? Because I told y'all to remember. I said, T- um, I'm about to say T-Pain, Lord. T.I. said, total impact, shaping and molding the culture, record sales. 
record sales. Did he not say record sales? Exactly. So why are you trying to mute the girl when she said record sales and you said, no, that's not what we, that's not what we're going to talk about. No, sir. That's what we are going to talk about because you said it. Record sales, fashion, passion, longevity, total impact, shaping and molding the culture. Nikki has total impact. Because must I remind you, you got Kim out here looking like Nikki, low-key, and I'm not talking about the face-wise, but when it comes to style, outfit, hair, all of that, she low-key looking like Nikki. Nikki had the big curly hair in I Am Your Leader video. Kim and her go-off video had that same type hair in her little black suit looking like Nikki, but y'all want to talk about that. Cardi out here looking like Nikki, but y'all don't want to talk about that. Carisha dive in Nikki closet like she about to dive in the swimming pool, but y'all don't want to talk about that. Impactful. All of these new females saying how Nikki influenced them. She's influential. Nikki shaped and molded the culture. Everything that Nikki do, it pops in the culture. Y'all wanted to turn y'all back on her when she went pop but still was rapping on these pop records but y'all don't want to talk about that Remy was out here full blown tomboyish now she trying to look like a Barbie and taking pictures with her little hand on her her little wrist turned out and her hands on her shoulder but y'all don't want to talk about that Nikki shaped and molded the culture. There's so many people out there that can attest to this, but y'all not ready for that conversation. Her record sales, she is the highest selling female rapper. And we can just drop the female and say one of the highest selling rappers of all time. She's the GOAT. But y'all not ready for that conversation. And we can get into fashion because she a trendsetter. Fendi line about to drop this month. But y'all not ready to talk about that. Passion. Oh, we can really get into passion. Y'all can go all the way back up to the come up DVDs. Nikki was passionate about this music. That's why she got as far as she got. And guess what? Passion and longevity ties right along with each other. Because Nikki started way back when. And if you've been rocking with her all the way... From hood stars up until now, to me, that sounds like longevity. Each era, Nikki switched it up. Each era, Nikki adapted to it. Each era, Nikki set trends. Each era, all these females wanted to look like her. Each era, all these labels wanted a Nicki Minaj. Each era, all these labels was trying to take Nicki Minaj out, but she ain't went nowhere. Every time she hop on Queen Radio, she is number one trending. Over a million listeners. Now, I could be crazy, but if that ain't influential or impactful, then I don't know what it is. Because y'all sleep. And T.I., I thought you were smarter than that.
because you should know that if both Kim and Nikki was to get on that list, Nikki would definitely have to be higher. And that's because she exceeded the level of impact, shaping and molding the culture, record sales, fashion, passion, and longevity that Kim ever did. She's exceeded that. So she would have had to been higher than little Kim. But see, y'all didn't want to put Nikki on that list because y'all wanted to put Lil' Kim on this list to keep pushing this whole wig and clothing line impact as if it's touching her music too. No. Kim had, she had her run and her run wasn't that far. Her marathon been in, she couldn't go no longer. Because if she could, she would have kept the female rap category alive. She would have kept that alive, but Nicki revived it. And y'all hate to admit it. Then you got the nerve to say they are the direct reflection of one another. Oh, no, 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 no. That's disrespectful. Because yet again, y'all trying to downplay Nicki's career. Y'all trying to downplay her impact and how influential she is. Y'all trying to put her in Kim's shadow and it's not going to work. I don't care how much Kim did I hear. Okay, cool. You might be a legend, but you will not disrespect Nikki. Because she's just as a legend as Kim. But she did more. So she should have been on that list and she should have been higher. You had Missy. MC Light. Money Love. Queen Pen, Queen Latifah, Salt and Pepper, Roxanne, Shantae, Roxanne, um, Roxanne, Charlie Baltimore. You had all of these rappers out here killing it during their era. Yet y'all constantly want to honor Lil' Kim. And for what? She done had her honoree. Um, who was it performed for um Tiana Taylor? She did her little honor thing at the little hip hop awards or whatever it was on VH1, whatever that was. She done had enough honoring. Honor some of these other people. Honor the ones that actually was out here being impactful, influential, shaping motor culture. They did all of that. Honor them. Put them on these lists. And quit leaving Foxy Brown out of these conversations because she deserved to be on them. And I don't care how much or how long her and Little Kim beef, sometimes you got to state the facts. If it pulls up animosity, then that's oh well. You don't want no bad blood between the person, then I suggest you toughen up because you're going to have bad blood if you're going to keep it real. If y'all going to speak on hip hop, be real about it. And that's just the bottom line. Now, that's my views on that. And this is what I want all Nicki Minaj fans, the true fans, the one that's really supporting her and didn't flake on her and went to Cardi when she came out. This is what I want y'all to understand. No, Nicki doesn't have to speak on everything, but she can. And I'm going to tell you why she can. Because one, she's human. Two, she's entitled to an opinion just like everybody else. Three, if I want Nikki to speak on this situation, that's what I want. If you don't want that, then that's cool. At the end of the day, 
don't make assumptions for me. Don't tell me. I just want her to speak on it because T.I. spoke on it. That's not why I want her to speak on it because I wanted Nikki to speak on the top 50 situation when it first started happening. This was before she even announced it on Queen Radio. So, because T.I. spoke on it tonight and I said, yes, I want you to go ahead and speak on it. She can speak on it if she wants to speak on it. If she decides that she don't want to, then okay, that's fine. At the end of the day, her speaking on it won't do nothing but spark conversation. But what y'all need to understand is that, yes, Nikki may have had some rough couple of years from that 2016, 17 era up until now. It might have been rough. But at the end of the day, you got to let that hurt go. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the longer, you, the more you hold on to it, the worse it'll get. Nikki speaking on situations like this is good because, one, she don't always speak up about stuff like this. She don't, ever, she don't always speak on situations like this. She is hip-hop. She is a part of hip-hop. She's within hip-hop, so she's entitled to her opinion on it just as much as everybody else. There's nothing wrong with her speaking on it. Her name came up. Okay, cool. When I said I wanted Nikki to speak on the situation, I wanted Nikki to speak on the situation as a whole. Of course, she would be included because her name came up. That's obvious, but at the end of the day... She can speak on this situation just as well as anybody else because it's a topic of hip-hop and she is hip-hop. If she wasn't hip-hop, she wouldn't be a topic. But every time something happens, her name comes up. And that's because these people understand and respect who she is as an artist and they know what she's capable of. And some do hate and some do say stuff in ways where they feel as though They don't want to put her on the list because they feel as though she's not good enough. No, they know that she's good enough, but they don't want to put her on the list because they don't want to look stupid in front of nobody else. At the end of the day, if Nikki was to speak on this situation, I think that it's good for her. And I think that she should speak on this situation, not to even address T.I., but just to address the fact that give her opinions on top 50 lists, make her own top 50 list. And include artists where she feel as though they see fit. And that's just my views on everything. If y'all really support Nikki, support her. Quit trying to find every little reason to complain about stuff, especially when it comes to these songs. Like Fendi. I saw that a lot of people were saying that they was underwhelmed about it. Okay, that's fine. But y'all need to stop trying to expect LLC bars on Fendi. It's very impossible. I'm going to need y'all to get right. iPhone was lit. I've seen a lot of people really like that one. But there was a video that came up where this guy felt like Nikki is is losing her element or she's missing elements of 
of different things and he used once some more to prove his point. I felt like I might have got what he was trying to say or what he meant, but at the end of the day, I'm also like in this position where it's like, okay, y'all just need to respect and follow what Nikki does. Each era, she switched it up. She experimented during the Queen era, but y'all was too caught up in the drama. Y'all didn't really pay attention to lyrics. Y'all didn't listen to it sonically to see that it was better. Y'all didn't pay attention to how she switched different things up when it came to her style, her flows, all of that. Y'all didn't pay attention to none of that. The elements never left. She got on Chance album, did Slide Around. She did Zanies and Fools. Zanies and Fools is definitely a track that's like hip-hop. But y'all ignored it. Y'all like, well, put it this way. Some of them loved it. Me, of course, I'm going to put Slide Around as number one. Because that, that's just a whole vibe. Like, you could just sit back and just be like, dang, this is a vibe. But Zanies and Fools, that was on another level of like, dang, Nikki Spaz, her and Chance, that was hip-hop. The element was there. Y'all ignored it. Welcome to the party. The element was there. Y'all ignored it. So nothing changed. Nikki adapts to the culture. She adapts to whatever is um, then and there. And that's just how it is. Nikki knows how to adapt, and that goes to show her longevity. Each era, she knows how to, I mean, each um, wave, well, I won't say wave because she don't join every wave, but every time it switches in eras, she's right there adapting to it. She's playful when it comes to bars and stuff. She's solidified. She's proven that she's one of the illest rappers. And I feel as though she can get, you know, lazy with it. And that's cool. Because if any at any point she want to step back in that bag and spaz, she will do just that. Notice Jay-Z does the same exact thing. And yes, I'm comparing the two. And if anybody got a problem with it, guess what? You can add me on Twitter. At Ask Me Sucker, or you can add my podcast page at Delo Speaks. But I just wanted to go ahead and give my views on that verbally because I was tired of typing and people was really saying some stupid stuff on this bird app. But I'm not gonna hold y'all longer and I'm not gonna be on here too long. But This is my 20th episode, and I want to thank y'all for really holding me down. Y'all listening to every episode, retweeting, liking, doing whatever. I I appreciate y'all. I want to thank y'all for doing that, and I want to thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of D-Low Speaks.